Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We are very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Wednesday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Big Red Zone, as well as TikTok at Big Red Zone. And as always, tell a friend. This week, we're going to talk about the NFL Week 10, uh, over halfway through the year. So it's uh, shaking up, seeing how the divisions are going to shake up and get, as we get to the end of the season. We'll always get our waiver pickups, our picks of the week, and so much more. This is the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. As always, I'm joined by Danny Football. What's going on, Big Red? Nothing much, man. How are you doing? Doing good. My uh, my busy, busy weekend has finally come to a close. It was a hell of a run. We were yeah, in Boston. So t- we were in Boston on Tuesday and Sunday. Lowell on Friday, and then I had a birthday up in North Reading, so I was all over Massachusetts. The world traveler. Tell us about um. We gotta get us break us down. You went to the Bruins game, right? Yep. How was the Bruins first game? First Bruins game back. First Bruins game in. Probably ten years at this point. That was a long. Oh my it's goodness! Been a, it's been a while since I've seen the seen the Bruins, but um, good game. I think we're nine rows back from the uh, nine rows back from the glass. Um, the uh, the guy that owns my title boxing gym in uh, Littleton has season tickets, so he gave us all the tickets. Um, parked, walked over, got to see everything. Three two win, scored all their goals in the second period. Um, Swayman held it down. Uh. Good atmosphere, dude. Tuesday night, I expected, you know, a little thin crowd, but crowd was good. Everyone was uh, anticipating a good game against the Senators. Um, And I can't think of anything too crazy happened. Patrice Bergeron got his goal. Uh, Marchand scored off of his hand. That was pretty crazy. So it was a good Bruins game, man. Awesome. Yeah, it looked like it was a good time. I saw some Snapchats and whatnot, and it looked looked like a good time. And then you went back home. And we went back to Lowell on Friday. That was a lot of fun. That was, that was, I was looking more forward to that than the Bruins game, but, um, did they get the W? Sure did. First little, first time back at the, uh, the Riverhawks game in over two years, uh, hockey East against Northeast, Northeastern. Um, we were down one to nothing with about five minutes left in the third period. And I was telling my buddy that was there with, I was like, dude, they're going to pull this out. It's going to be two, one. Sure enough. They tied it on a power play with about two and a half left go to overtime and they had new overtime rules. I didn't know they did this now, but it's three on three overtime and they don't do ties anymore. Now it goes to shootouts. So I was hyped for shootouts. I didn't think anyone was going to score in the, in the overtime, but UMass Lowell hits like a hail Mary pass down the ice. The guy almost does like a three sixty pass backwards. Dude. One times it into the top corner two one UML. I was freaking losing it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Saturday when I was up in North Reading for my friend Scott's birthday, uh, Lowell's playing BC. They were up 2-0 in the first, the first period. BC came back to tie it. And um, one of the guys that I trained at my gym, he, he lives in Lowell. He was there with his uh, two kids. He sent me an Instagram video of them doing um, Don't Stop Believing, and they shut the lights off in the arena, and everyone has their phone flashlight on so you can see all the, uh, all the lights. Mm-hmm. So he sends me that and I, uh, I put it on my Instagram story, but I, um, I said back to him, let me get the, let me quote myself here. Uh, we want the exact words. I said, magic, not a huge fan of blowing a two Oh lead four to two UML mark my words. So it was two, two at this point. I said four two UML mark my words. Um, and then not, what was it? 20 minutes later, <laughs> holy shit. You're psychic. It's four two. Wow. And- and then about, what was it? About another 20 minutes later, it's going to be the final. You are omnipotent, LOL. So your boys still got feel for these games, man. Your boys still got feel. So two huge Hockey East wins for UML. They're up to 15 in the country now. Natty coming soon. I can feel it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I have no... Uh dog in either of the races so i'm going to be rooting for uh U- uml there we go i'm with you um i also you i didn't know this until the day of you did a uh spartan race added that just won. added to my goddamn 
Nah, uh, I came in 35th in my age group, which I think was like 18 to 18 to 20. How old am I? 25, 18 to 25. Maybe I didn't know the exact, uh, I, I wish I could tell you they haven't sent the results yet. I only saw the results like real quick when I was done. They haven't like posted them. So it was North Reading on, on Saturday. And then Sunday it was Spartan race at Fenway park with everyone from the title boxing club in Littleton. And I told them ahead of time, like, Hey, listen, like I can't just hang around and like, in like sightsee with you guys. Like I I'm going pedal down. Like I'm, I'm getting through this. Um, Cause the one, the one I had done earlier this summer up in New Hampshire, I did it with my friend Scott and a couple of his friends, you know, I would like wait for him, take my time. Like, you know, just having a good time with the group. And I finished just under an hour. And I was like, damn, I wonder how fast I could have been able to do that if I just kind of like went off on my own. So yesterday yeah. I was like, listen, guys, love you, but I'm going, I'm tearing through this as fast yeah. as I can. So we ended up, I ended up doing about 43 and a half minutes, which I was pretty good. I was pretty happy with. That's awesome. Well, you're just a beast. All over the place. <laughs> uh, too so much fucking act, traveling, man. Jesus Christ. Act, act, yeah, the world traveler. That was Freaking an action-packed week. Boston, Lowell, North Reading, back to Boston. Well, we're glad to have you back on the Big Red Zone in one piece because there was a lot of uh, moving parts there. Uh, so let's get into our first segment of the night. We're going to talk about the NFL uh, for a weekend recap. It's the weekend recap. So we can recap. We picked three games from the NFL week. Uh, one of them being the Patriots. The first one up, we have the Washington football team versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Washington pulls off, I think, an upset. I think it's safe to say that's the upset over the Bucks, uh, 29 to nine, 29 to 19. Um, Tom Brady starts off the first two possessions with two picks. Uh, just a terrible game. It's a terrible start for Tom and especially someone who started him in a lot of fantasy leagues this week uh just not a good week for tom and not a good week for the bucks um just general reactions to searing uh washington coming in and upsetting the bucks so all the one o'clock games were going on while i was doing the spartan race in fenway so i was completely missing out on like the patriots game this game a couple other ones um i didn't catch anything until afterwards and we went the game on um, from what I could kind of scrum together afterwards, huge, the, the biggest thing I took away was Chase Young tearing his ACL. That sucks. I mean, this poor kid, you know, goes on a tear last year, was having a halfway decent season this year, and now it's over. So you got to feel for him and, you know, the team, obviously they're underperforming. And now this is just, you know, kicking someone while they're down. I don't, it'll be remain to be seen if he's healthy enough for next season to start. So you already lose him. Tyler Heineke, your boy from last year. I don't know what it is, but when the Buccaneers are standing across him on the other sideline, that dude shows up, whether it was last year, diving into the end zone or giving it to him this week. I don't know what it is, man. This, this Washington football team, the Washington football team, for whatever reason, whenever the bucks are in town, that's their super bowl. They're ready to go. I kind of wish they could do that for every team and be a winning, winning team, but they're not, they just choose to save it all for the bucks. Uh, that being said, it's kind of crazy that the bucks have these kind of problems with them. They've been steamrolling everyone from what we could tell Patriots nearly got them. And now the football team gets them. So I don't know if this is so much as just Washington has their number. We've seen it with the Celtics over the last couple of years with golden state. We just happen to play them close. I don't know if it's just Washington just happens to play them close or the Bucks are maybe in some trouble. Yeah, I, I, I think the Bucks will be fine. They're eight and three. They're obviously a very talented team. Uh, but it's like those we say you got to win the ones you got to win that you're supposed right, to win. And right, this right. was definitely one they were supposed to win, especially in a wide open. What do they play next week? Let me see. Um, not sure, but in a in a league that's so wide open, they play the Giants. Oh, okay, I was gonna say maybe this was this was a trap game. That's just not the case. Um, 
put in a, like we talk about every week. I mean, the AFC is so wide open, but the NFC, you know, I would say that's pretty open too. Like there's no one that is too much far ahead of the other teams. I mean, we talk about the Rams, we talk about the Bucks. You know, there's no one that I would say is too much ahead. Like the Cowboys, right now the top teams are the Cowboys, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks. Those are the top three teams. And I mean, the Cardinals have lost two in a row. Uh, Cowboys the Bucks have already beat the hot. Cowboys. The Bucks have beat the Cowboys. Like it's so wide open. And I mean, you got some really good teams that, you know, may, just don't have like a really great record. Like I think the Vikings are better than what their record shows um especially offensively uh you know who knows how the seahawks are going to do with ross coming back uh i know he didn't look great yesterday but i mean coming back a week after getting a pin out of your finger throwing hand uh i think that that, you know give him some slack cut him some slack coming in but i just think it's wide open and you can't be dropping games like that and like you said taylor haneke I mean, something about this game, it's their Super Bowl. And I think they had a little bad taste in their mouth from losing last year, year so close in the wild card game that, you know, they wanted it more than the uh, the Bucks. And the Bucks coming off the bye maybe came out a little flat. Obviously came out a little flat, especially offensively. And, you know, and losing Chase, but losing Chase Young is, like you said, is a heartbreaker to them because he's such a young stud. And, I, you know, I hope he comes back soon and healthy. Uh, but the big story, I think, coming into next week between the uh, Washington football team and the, uh, I guess, the next game we're going to talk about, the Panthers, Ron Rivera is going to be playing against his old quarterback, Cam Newton, his old team. Uh, you know, how do you think How do you think he's going to – you think he's looking forward to that game, especially after the Panthers signed Cam this week? Um, I think he's definitely looking forward to it, you know, old team out is this his first time facing them or not I think it's I, his I think it's the first time playing Ron facing Ron Rivera unless the Patriots played the Is this the first Ron time Ron has faced the Panthers or that I don't know but I know it's his first time playing uh Yeah, I would yeah, yeah. Cam. Uh or did we play them last year? I can't remember. I can't remember. Regardless. Either. Anyway, so I think he's definitely looking forward to the game. Um it was good to see Cam come back and perform as we've seen him perform before, get a W. Um, like I said, the Washington football team tends to treat this as their Super Bowl. So will we see the world beating Washington football team or will we see the actual Washington football team? I like to lean more towards the latter. I think the Panthers are going to feast next week. You think the Panthers are going to feast next week? Yep. Uh, I, I, you know, it's close, you know, they have an interesting, I think a lot of depends on Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy, cause he looked like he hadn't skipped a beat, you know, he had 95 yards rushing and was the leading rece- uh, receiver with 10 receptions, 68 yards. So a lot of it depends on him. Cam's not going to be the starting quarterback. I think they made that pretty clear. And PJ Walker, I mean, I mean, he could be after a week of practicing and stuff. I thought uh, I saw that he was going to get first team reps this week. Was he? I mean, I could see it. I mean, PJ Walker didn't really do anything special. Uh, it was a lot of Christian McCaffrey. And then when they got in the red zone, Cam Newton came in and scored two touchdowns. So I would understand that they want to go to Cam uh, more. And I mean, their team is, I mean, I think this Panthers team, I know we ripped them apart last week, but for, don't forget they started five, uh, was it four and oh, they were one of the four and O teams and they lost five in a row. They just won one. Now they're five and five. I think this is a better team than, you know, they're not a great team, but they got some really good pieces on, on there, especially when they have Christian McCaffrey back. Uh, Robbie Anderson's no slouch. DJ Moore is a great receiver. Uh, and Chubba Hubba is he's, he's really good too. So uh, offensively, they got, they got a pretty good team and you held the Arizona Cardinals. Granted, they were minus DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray, but he held that offense to 10 points. So, I mean, something to be said there. Fair. Are we on to Panthers Cardinals now? or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Sorry, I moved on. To I don't know one. if you were still on the Ron Rivera thing, but. No, no. I, I mean, I think Ron is, 
I, I, cause I, it's interesting for me. Cause I don't know who's looking forward to this game more cam or uh, Ron, because I think if forget. Cam's starting, then he's definitely looking forward to it. Cause he's trying to win this goddamn job. Sam Darnold right. is not going to take this job from him. If he can win. Right. And I think, I think it's, I think we might have seen the end of Sam Darnold for this year because it's so late in the season. He's going to be out for five weeks, six weeks. And that puts you right at the end of the season. Why are they even going to start on the last couple of weeks? Uh, I'm more thinking because don't forget, like within the last year, it was said Ron Rivera didn't want Cam Newton. Like he didn't want, he, and he was the guy who drafted him. So it's, I think it's, I think Cam's on a prove it. Um, attitude. Oh, he definitely has a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he was released for Mac Jones. So yeah, I mean, it's well, not even Mac Jones. Mac I, Jones is the rookie of the year. Well, that's what I'm, I'm not saying as a dig to yeah. Mac Jones. I'm saying, yeah. well, the dude literally lost his job to a rookie who hadn't taken an NFL snap and he's yeah. a former MVP. He's definitely looking forward to this game because he wants to a prove it to the league B prove it to his former coach who had every opportunity to sign him and didn't. Right. And, you know, even prove it to himself that, Hey, I can still do this. So whether it's Ron looking forward to the game because he wants to keep this winning, you know, train going and, you know, maybe finish out the season on a high note or cam wanting to rip people apart. I think they're both looking forward to it in their own certain way. Yeah. And uh, looking at the other side of the, football there with the Cardinals. I mean, they've had a bad string of luck. They were undefeated two weeks ago and now they have two losses in a row. Did they win last week? No, they won last week. Right. Uh, I don't think they lost. Yeah, they won. They, uh, they lost to the Packers a couple weeks ago, but two weeks in a row, they're one and one. Um, and that's a large to do because their best receiver and their best and their top quarterback isn't playing. And, it's it's a tough I, I I don't know what the answer is because I'm looking at it. Uh let's see. I'm trying to pull up the schedule because I think their bye week is in two weeks. They got Seahawks on the twenty first. Seahawks twenty first, then they have the bye, then it's Bears so, yeah, off so the that's bye. What, so that's what I'm saying. Arizona has a bye. So do, I mean there's a very strong possibility that they sit Kyler another week. They sit DeAndre Hopkins another week because you kind of you're in the first place in the division. Yeah, eight um, and three going into your bye isn't the worst thing ever. Yeah, and, and you come out I against mean, the Bears. That's a winnable game. Rams is going to be a tough game. But then you get Lions, Colts. But I mean, get, do you give do you give those guys an extra two weeks of rest? I don't know. I, and this is going I don't on. See why would, not? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that I don't know you what you really have to gain from. Who are they Hawks. playing next week? Seahawks. This Sunday, Seahawks. Yeah, and their 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 team is pretty banged up too. But the Seahawks are going to be coming in um very dangerous for a win. You know what I mean? Like they their season is hanging on the balance. Jobs are hanging in the balance. You know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the hot seat. Pete Carroll, if he can't figure out how to get this team going, I think his name, I mean, even though we said he has that Super Bowl to kind of give him ultimate job security. I mean, if they don't win this year, they could be saying goodbye to Ross. They could be saying goodbye to Pete. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see because they're going to be hungry for a win. And the Cardinals could be sitting another, sitting their star players again, which wouldn't be the, like, the worst move in the world. But, I mean, they got to start winning games. They can't be going one and one, like win one, lose one, win one, lose one. You know what I mean? And especially going into the bye, you know, the argument could be made, you know, if you play them, and see what you can get and feel the room. And then hopefully you get up early and you can rest these guys. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting game. Uh, looking at this past week, I mean, the Panther, it was good to see Cam get his two touchdowns and his debut back. And, you know, I think the Cardinals are going to be fine right in the end uh, of the season. It's just, you know, this is two losses in three weeks. You know, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, it's not ideal, but they're still in a position that they can win their division and control their own destiny heading into the playoffs. The biggest thing with them is being healthy for the playoffs. So that's where the question of, do we want to roll the dice on making this worse now or secure two weeks, let Kyler and D hop and everyone else be ready for this, this final stretch. Cause there's that extra game now. So they have to worry about that extra game. They have to worry about right. an extra week. So 
playoffs start later and your guys need to be healthy going into that. If we see it every year, the healthier teams go further. Right. I completely agree. Uh, let's move on uh, to our, the best team in the uh, hottest team, in the, the AFC. hottest team in the AFC, the New England Patriots versus the Browns. We were saying that this was like a, kind of like a playoff game. And a lot of people are talking about that. You've had the same record going into this week. Uh, teams are, they were both kind of in the same spot. Uh, and the Pats come out with a dominating win over the Browns. Uh, I mean, I felt excellent after this game. I don't know about you, but I felt really good watching this football team play. It was like an absolute dominant showing. Uh, from the running game, Ramon, uh, Ramondre Stevenson with a 100-yard, two-touchdown game. Unbelievable filling in for uh, Damian Harris. Mac Jones with a nice 198 yards, three-touchdown game. Always great. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne getting involved. Jacoby Myers gets his first TD. I I did see that. So I missed about the first. Even missed, Brian Hoyer gets I missed a the, touchdown. I missed the first half and maybe half of the third quarter. But I was getting. I saw all the updates when I finished the race that the defense was standing on its head. You know, fumbles, interceptions. Baker Mayfield was a mess. Stevenson was running all over the place. I did. I got into the game on just in time to see Judon drill Baker and get him out of the game. And then from there, it was like you said, Brian Hoyer finally gets that pass out to Myers. <laughs> he fights his way into the end zone. I, dude, game one was ready for it. Everyone knew Myers had finally gotten it. Isn't so, yeah. It Go ahead. Isn't it funny that Brian Hoyer was the one that threw Jacoby Myers first touchdown? It's just pass? poetic that yeah. Mac, jo- Mac Jones literally hit everyone but Jacoby Myers for a touchdown. And, it was Brian Hoyer in garbage time who just finally got him one. Well, think I, about the quarterbacks he's had. Like Jacoby Myers has played with Tom Brady, Cam Newton, uh, Mac Jones, and the guy that gives him his first touchdown pass is Brian Hoyer. Only would have been crazy if it was Jarrett Stidham, but it was a Speaking good game. Speaking of what you hear about, he's back on the roster. That's great. He's uh, yeah. either going to get traded or cut, so I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's in a great spot right now. Are but, you ready to bench Mac Jones for Jared Stidham? I'd rather kill myself. <laughs> I'd rather become a I'd rather become a Cleveland Browns fan at this point, but like you said, dominating win. It's finally coming all together. The defense is coming together. The offense is coming together. We're getting both sides of that ball. It's seeming like we're kind of out of that rut that we were in the to begin the season, where we're making mental mistakes, penalties that shouldn't yeah. have been happening. And I mean, it's easy to say we closed this game out because we won by so much, but. We're winning these games. The Bucks game, we choked. The Cowboys game, we choked. We finally got that closeout game against the Chargers, and now the offense is going according to plan. The defense is stepping up. We saw it last year with the Bucks. You get hard at the right time, and you can ride that all the way. The Bucks yeah. defense stepped up. The Bucks offense the entire year was humming. Now we have Mac Jones tossing the ball around. It's no, no more short stuff, no more screens, no more checkdowns. It's He's airing it out. He's hitting Henry. He's using his tight ends. The running backs are stepping up, whether it's Harris, Stevenson, J.J. Taylor. Everyone's starting to hit their stride. But like we said with the Cardinals, it's about being healthy. So you got to hope that all of these guys are healthy come playoff time. Yeah. And, I mean, we were talking – I'm looking ahead of the schedule. Next week – this week we're playing the Falcons. So that's a game you got to have, right? It's a Thursday game. That's short week. Short week, but it's a game you got to win, right? Right. Yeah, you you have to have have to have that. Uh, and then you're going into a four week, uh, four week period where you play the bills twice, you play the Colts and then the AFC leading Titans at home, but you play the Titans. That's a very Titans good game. You lost to the jets. So, yeah, but they, I would say, and I mean, I think lost to the Jaguars. Yeah. I would say, look, the chiefs are back in first place. I just looked at in their division. Well, that was quick. Uh, but I mean, the Titans, I will say it probably played minus that one game. I mean, that's a team they're, they're rolling without their best player. And I mean, yeah, you, you say they, they only beat the saints, but they also dominated against the Rams. That's a big win. They beat the Colts who have, you know, not great, but you got to play them too. So yeah. you got to be but like, I've been game. saying, like we've been saying, no one's head and shoulders above the rest. 
right. the Titans can beat all the teams they want to, but we know they bleed if they're losing to the Jets. Right. So, but, but my point, I guess my point I'm making is looking ahead, like you beat the Falcons, hopefully not to look ahead, but you've got to beat the Falcons. Your last two weeks, you play the Dolphins and the Jags. I see those as must wins. Uh, if you can go one and four, one and three in that four game period, which I hope they do better than that against the Bills twice, the Colts and the Titans, they'll be at 10 wins. And this is a team that people were arguing a couple, like a month ago, are they going to make it to 10 wins? And I mean, we said on the pod at the beginning of the year, I thought they would win 10, you know, 10 or 11 games. I thought that was very realistic. And now I'm thinking they could win more. I think 11 is probably like, you know, 10 games is kind of the floor. Cause well, they, you know, like we've been saying all year, you need to be, win the games. You're not, you know, favored to win. I, I can check right now. They're not favored to win this game. Are they? Let me see. The Falcons. Now the Patriots over the Titans. They probably aren't favored. Now there's no game. spread yet. So it's too, too early. If I, had too to, early. if I had to assume the Titans were maybe, where is it? If I had to assume the Patriots would, the Titans would be the favorite, I think close spread, but I would guess the Titans. But it's one favorite. of those upper, it's one of those upper tier teams. So it's a game that you're not necessarily supposed to win, but it's a game you'd like to have. It's like the Cowboys right. oh, and Bucks yeah. game. So right. again, you should be able to beat the Titans. Right. You can't, limp into the playoffs just beating up on the bills the bills you can't limp into the playoff beating up on the dolphins jaguars you know the browns the panthers the jets twice you can't go into the playoffs expecting any sort of momentum if all you did all season was beat subpar teams and 500 teams it's just 100 percent. so the Titans will be a good litmus test. That'll be a good standard. Are we better than this team who right now is towards the top of the AFC? If we win, great. If we lose, then again, our expectations are going to be hampered because, well, now we've lost to the Cowboys. We've lost to the Bucks. We've lost to the Titans. You know, the bad loss to the Dolphins, but that was, you know, opening night. Yeah, I don't. Lost I don't to the Saints. So yeah. it is going to suck if we do lose that Titans game because you look at the resume and the resume says, they beat the bad teams, but they can't get over the hump on these, you know, yeah. upper echelon teams. So that's why I say the Titans game, I'm not so much worried about because they have to prove themselves. They're not just going yeah. in there thinking, well, it's the almighty Titans. They don't have Derrick Henry. They've already lost to the Jets. So that's a winnable game. It's a game Agreed. you need to have, honestly. So that way you don't have to worry about any trap games against the Jaguars or Dolphins who... I'm sure at that point we'll have nothing to play for other than being spoiler. So mm -hmm. I, I look at that Titans game as a very winnable game. I, I agree. And I, that's why I'm saying, I think the floor is 10, 10 wins now, because you know, you look at the Falcons, Jags, Dolphins, you got to win those three games that puts you at nine wins. They should at least win one, if not two or three of those four games. I think, I two, think going two think and four out of those games. The Falcons one is going to be tough just because it's a short week. But if if it's me, I'm saying, um, do they have the bye after this? Uh, yeah, they don't play the 21st, so they have the bye. No, they have the bye, yeah. So you'll have the Titans off the bye, which is perfect. So I'm That's saying perfect. it's not ideal, but beat the Falcons on a short week. Beat the Titans off a bye. The Bills, who knows what they're going to look like at that point, but it's Monday night, ESPN. I'm away. saying away. So 50, 50 coin flip beat the Colts. After that, you're going to beat the bills at home. I don't care what happened in the first game. You're going to beat the bills at home. And then Jaguars dolphins should be two wins, but you never know. So you got two, four. So I'm saying seconds. you should, if any, if I'm looking at the schedule right now, if I'm addressing the team, I'm saying, if you guys lose more than one game by the end of the season, that's, that's, just something that shouldn't be happening. You shouldn't be you, the what I look at that schedule. You shouldn't lose two of those games. So you're saying they should be 12 and five by the end yeah. of the season. Yes. They shouldn't. And that's, lose. that's way more than what we thought. I mean, we said games 10 and 11. They should not yeah. lose two games in that stretch. You can lose one to the bills, but no one else. Yeah. I mean, I think losing one to the bills is kind of expected, especially when Monday night football away. I mean, it'd be great. That's one of those, again, that it would be nice to get, get a W on those. I mean, Right, and there's every chance they could steal that one, and then maybe they lose the one at home. I don't want to predict a clean sweep just because that's yeah. just not realistic, but yeah. I think a realistic expectation is 
one loss. Yeah. Because you're better than all of these teams that it, we've all listed off. You're better and than the you, Falcons. You're better than the Titans right now without Derrick Henry. I think they're better than the Bills. I think they're better than the Colts, and they're clearly better than the Jaguars and Dolphins. So you put them at 12 and 5, right? Is that what we said, 12 and 5? Mm-hmm. That mean, and then looking at the Bills, the Bills play the Colts this week, Saints next week. They play the Colts, Saints, Pats, Bucks, Panthers, Pats, Falcons, Jets. So they have to play us twice, and they also have the Bucks. That's three yeah. losable games. So, I mean, you have a chance at the division. That's what I'm saying. That's, That's you what need I'm saying. you think, control your own destiny with the division. I think you got to try to win the division, and especially in a wide open um, AFC. AFC. That I could rather huge. have that first game at the whole having at home. You know what I mean? I mean, the P- Patriots play great on the road, uh, but I, I'd much rather play your home your playoff game at at home. So, uh, but great win. I mean, I think I, I give this uh, Browns team a little more credit than I think most people do. I think this is a very good football team. <laughs> I think they're banged up. I mean, they're missing their two best running backs and Darrenis Johnson had a huge day. I don't know why they got away from the running game. That made no sense. Cause they ran it down our throats the first drive, but you know, it's a good win. Like you said, going into short week, hopefully we can get a win in uh, Atlanta, and then it we're gonna keep rolling, keep it rolling. Pat Pat's Bucks Super Bowl, get Still ready in for play. It. Still in play. Still in play. Bucks just have to do their part now. Yeah, they'll screw that up. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna be the ones to screw that up. All right, let's get into our next segment: the picks of the week. So for picks of the week, we pick uh, one game for the upcoming. Uh, ooh, I just cracked there. Upcoming uh, NFL week. Uh, I'm gonna just go ahead. Uh, Dave football. You still got a one game lead, I think, on me. I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm riding my heater. I'm going pass over Falcons. Short week, going to the bye, and then that will have uh, make me think about another team. They're responsible for most of my wins, so uh, why not ride the hot hand? Pass over Falcons. I'm going to go with, I've been going back and forth on a couple games. There are a couple stinkers this week, though. I'm going to go with, oh, man. I'm going to give you a chance here. I'm going to go Chiefs over Cowboys. Mm. Seven and two Cowboys versus the six and four Chiefs. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Kansas City. I think, I think they're starting to get momentum, which is unfortunate because I want them to continue to suck. That's just yeah. not going to happen. Um, favorite to win by two points. They were minus two. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'll go with Chiefs over Cowboys. Is that Arrowhead? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to be an interesting pick. I, I think I think they have a real shot to. Chiefs are starting to get momentum, so I think there's a real shot that they win that game. Um, moving on to waiver pickup of the week. Can I just say I don't like the ESPN update on um fantasy apps the fantasy app what do you mean it looks different i just don't like the look of it what dark mode <laughs> it's not like it's it is darker i i just it's not i didn't select it it's just how the app is now yeah dark mode is here yeah i, I, I all of my apps are dark mode so i i prefer it i like dark mode but i i don't know i just don't like it um i'm going with kendrick Bourne. stay on the patriots theme roster in 3.1 percent of leagues and espn he had a big week, obviously, uh, four targets, four catches, 98 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mac Jones seems to really like him, and he's getting, you know, they're starting to air it out, like we said. So, I mean, this is a good pickup to stash on your bench, especially as the Patriots start to get hot. They got uh, some terrible secondaries they're going to play, so I think it's going to be wide open for the wide receivers. So, Kendrick Bourne. I'm gonna it's already been your... on our list, too. I know it. I'm going to ride your Patriots train and go with uh Ramondre Stevenson it 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 does hinge on if uh Harris is gonna play if Harris plays then we all know how Bill Belichick works it's a new running back every day um but he's fresh off a 20 carrier a 20 carry performance 100 yards two touchdowns the man was on fire 
I think he's doing a really good job of setting, setting himself up as a reliable back, whether it's Harris being hurt or maybe Harris just doesn't have it. We saw it last week against the Panthers. Harris just didn't have it. And Bill relied on Stevenson and JJ Taylor to kind of get stuff going. So I think he's setting himself up pretty good. I'm going to ride with him. He's only rostered in 29%. So Stevenson's a good running back. I like it too. And uh, I have to say, I mean, you can slam Bill for his drafting abilities, but man, did he hit this year in the draft fourth round? He had all like his four draft picks. What was it? Mac Stevenson, uh, Bay was it Baymore? I think. And there was one more. They just, uh, all of them just all hit and got to give Bill credit. He just saved the franchise on that draft. Uh, Jones, Barrymore, Perkins, Stevenson. And then kind of after that, it kind of wanes off, but it's as you get deeper into the draft, but that those first four rounds, solid, solid, solid. Yeah. He saved the franchise. Like that was a, that's a franchise saving draft. They just had an unbelievable draft. Plus the off season was really good. Um, Quick updates here. Quick update section. Uh, Sad day in Red Sox, uh, Red Sox nation. Uh, Julio Lugo, a member of the 2007 Red Sox team passed away. Uh, Really sad and sudden, like unexpected young dude. Yeah. 45. Uh, So um, really sad. Uh, he, I, I met him a couple times and he's really, Oh, nice really? Guy. Yeah. I met him uh, back in the, like when, when he was on the team. So really nice guy, really sad, uh, day in Red Sox nation and was a big piece of that. Um, Oh, seven team. He was the one who hit the mother's day miracle, right? Yeah. He, he had the, the walk off miracle. that drove in the last two runs for the mother's day miracle. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really been the highlight. Everyone's been kind of tossing around is, you know, he's not so much remembered for being a huge part of that 07 team, but that Mother's Day miracle was huge because it gave the Red Sox a win and it kind of gave them the leg up for that, for hosting a home field in the ALCS against Cleveland. Yeah. So really sad day. Uh, and, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with him and his, uh, with his family. Uh, another, another sad news for the Red Sox. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez is leaving. He's leaving town. He's going to the Tigers for five years. I, I forget what the exact number was, but it was around, I think you said, what did you say? 80 around million? Five, it, was, it was definitely five years. I think it's around 80, maybe 77, but decent money. I mean, it's something, that, it's something the Red Sox could have could have matched, but clearly they have a different idea. Yeah, I mean, it's that definitely now opens up a new problem for the Red Sox because now they got to find another starter. I don't know. I don't so much call it a problem as more of an opportunity to kind of see if we either A, bring someone in or if we kind of just ride with these young guys because you already have Sale, you have Evaldi. I know they don't have the best track record injury-wise and health-wise, but you have those two at the front end. You can always plug in Pavetta. You can always plug in Tanner Houck. And then you have a mix of, you know, hardened vets and young guys. So I don't so so much seeing Erod leaving as we're screwed, more as all right. Let's see what Bloom can do here. You're a very positive thinker, Danny Football. I don't. I don't I'm know. not gonna let. I'm not gonna let the hopes of the 2020 Red Sox hinge on Eduardo Rodriguez. As much as I love him, he's just yeah. you know, he's not. I don't. I, I don't think it's so much a swing that we can't come back from this. It's no. one thing if like, you know. Roger Clemens back in the day leaving town and all of a sudden you're just screwed, man. Yeah. That's a Cy Young winner leaving your rotation. Right. Eddie's great. He led the team and wins last year, but I, it doesn't instill fear in me that this rotation is suddenly going to fall apart. We saw what the yeah. rotation was last year when it's held together with bubble gum and duct tape and it was yeah. just fine. So I think we're going to be okay. I'd like to see them go out and get a, another veteran starter, whether I, you know, ideally I'd like to see them kind of take a bite at Scherzer. Scherzer, Verlander, there are guys Verlander out there that are, too. they're available. And I, I, I would assume they're on the cheap, maybe not cheap, cheap, but like. Verlander is probably cheaper than uh, right, right, Scherzer, right. but I, I wouldn't not, mind. I don't, taking a, I don't want them to break the bank on a Scherzer or a Verlander, but if they're available on like a maybe one or two year deal, prove it deal. I don't see why not. I like that. And I mean, if you get one of those guys with, you know, sale Avaldi, you throw Pavetta in there and then how that's a solid starting five. I think they right. just, the reason I was a little, you know, this stinks is because you had three, four starters that you were like, all right, that sounds pretty good. I like, the, I like my chance with those four stars. Now you have like an opening 
<laughs> which is it's an opportunity, but I don't mind. I don't think it's something they can't overcome. Well, I just think it's I, a new. No, I see what you're saying. It, what we had in Erod was he was a sure thing. He was, right. you know, what you're going to get with him. He was pretty consistent. Yeah, he had his bad days, but every pitcher does. Um, but again, I just he's not, he's not a one. He's not an ace, and I'm I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm sure, you know, he's he's a serviceable guy. He's just not a game changer. Totally he's not going. Right. It's not like he's going to the Tiger, and it's almost some the Tigers have the best rotation in baseball either. So, right. it's I see it as an opportunity for either a young kid in the system to get his chance, or like you said, bringing a veteran and just plugging the hole. You're such a positive thinker. Um, <laughs> um, I, I watched too to, many Woo Sox games to to. That's to, right. That's why right. I know who's in the pipeline. I know who's coming. Connor Siebold. Connor Siebold. There we go. We Great have another pop. guy ready to go. Greatest pitcher in Woo Sox history. <laughs> I thought that was Tanner Houck. No, no. Seabold had a Seabold had a no hitter going into the seventh or eighth at one point. He was oh, dominant in Worcester, man. He was dominant. Houck struggled. I was surprised. Houck struggled in Worcester. I like it. I like uh, Connor Seabold coming up. I mean, that's a young draft pick. And I mean, they were talking about possibly moving. Um, I heard some rumors, which I don't really like that Whitlock. They want Whitlock to start some games, which I don't like that. But yeah, I, we saw it with Papelbon, man. You could try it, see what happens, but yeah, I like him at the end of the rotate, uh, the end of the bullpen. Um, Celtics continue to struggle. We were gonna do a segment on that, but it would be more of the same. I don't really want to talk <laughs> more about this. It's so frustrating. This team is so this maddening. Is, this is gonna be a pull your hair out year, man. This is. I, I don't know if we're gonna cover them at all this season. Like, I really don't want to cover them at all. It's it's just. Makes you want to smash your head through the window. To to, ha- to hold a 20 to 9 lead in the first quarter. You held a team below 10 points in the first quarter, and you still find a way to lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have nothing Taco. going on. Have nothing going on. Taco fall. This and they play them again tonight. So we'll see how that shakes out on uh on Wednesday when this when this is released. But dude, I mean. I'm not, I don't bad. know if I'm, I don't know if I'm mentally prepared for what the season is going to do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's just bad losses. It's, it's, you bad, know, market Marcus smart fouling at the end of the game to give them the Mavs this chance to win it. You beat, to, I mean, you beat the bucks in overtime, but they didn't have Giannis. So there's, a, yeah. you know, there's, but they just, it's the team that loves to blow leads. And the thing that is just maddening to me and is very concerning is the Wizards are in first place. Every day that they are in first place lessens your chance of getting Bradley Beal. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, if Bradley Beal's in first place right now, why is he going to leave? They can just it's build great, on it. It's a great question. It's a great question. So, I mean, you're, you're just, it's, it's just a bad situation at all. Right now they're in the 10th, 10th spot. I mean, the, I mean, the positive is it's early, I guess. It's, they just crap. That's the freaking games. positive every season now is they get off to these crap starts and the positive is always it's early, it's early, it's early. And then last season we saw it's early, it's the middle, it's, it's late, the end. it's late, it's over. So, but I mean, looking at it, I mean, the Bucks are out of a playoff spot right now. Uh, that's they just won the championship. That's a good point. You know, and point. I mean, looking at who's in first place, the Wizards are in first place. Maybe they're the Cavs maybe are in the, fourth. Maybe this is where the Bucks make the switch from being just a great regular season team to coasting and then being a great playoff team. Who knows? Who knows? I I, I mean, but looking at the, I think they can maybe still Jaylen, catch maybe up. maybe Jalen Brown comes back and everything gets fixed. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, they'll go on. It's a game of runs, so they're going to go on a week. I know. Mark my word, it's coming. I, I I'd have to look at the schedule more. I mean, they lost to the Cavs, so I guess this would be the, if any time it was. All right, now blind assumption. Hold on, let me do some quick math for you. One. All right, so the Celtics right now, the Celtics right now are. What are they? What are they? The Celtics like the right now, the right now are six and seven. So let me yeah. just keep a note real quick. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna. I'm gonna oh, no, put us. This I'm is gonna like two. Put, I'm gonna put us both on the spot here. Right now, the Celtics. The Celtics are six and seven. I don't like that we have to keep doing math on this. Podcast. Bear with me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, 
18, 19. Christmas Day will be their 20th game from today. Yeah. What do you think the Celtics record is when they play the Bucks on Christmas afternoon? Oh, geez. So there's 20 games between right now. They The Cavs game will be the first Counting game. the Bucks or before that? Counting, no, before that. So from the Cavalier game to the Cavs game. Cavalier to Cavalier. Is it the Cavs right before Christmas? Yeah, it's the 22nd. Oh, that's, that's poetic. That's so goddamn good. So 19 games, and we'll call it 19. So in 19 games, how do you think they no, – what, what do you think no their record this team, is? They'll go five, 9 and 9, no one this, or nine and, uh, 10 and 9. They'll go, like, right around 500. All right, so Steve is saying you're going to say 10 and 9? 10 and 9. So you're going to say they're going to be 16 and 16. Okay. So they're going to be at 500. Yeah, and I think that will put them at, like, the uh, – I think it could get them to, like, the 8 or 7 seed. I think they'll right. move up a couple so spots. Steve is saying 16 and 16. He's saying they're going to go 10 and 9. Man, I kind of want to agree with you. I don't know. Um, Because they I, play the Cavs. They should win that one tonight. They play the Hawks, which would be a tough game, but they're you have a better record than them. They should win that one. Lakers won. Give them a loss. The Thunder. <laughs> Lakers give them a loss. Yeah, I mean, it's they play them at home, so who knows? But I mean, give give this. Oh, I just got out of it. Son of a gun. Uh, play the Rockets. Rockets are trying to lose games. The Nets loss. Spurs. We always seem to lose to them, even when they're bad. Raptors. Give them a loss. Seventy Sixers. I like to give them the win because I just hate them. Uh, Jazz loss. Now you're at five and five. Trailblazers loss. Lakers away loss. Clippers loss. Suns loss. Bucks give them the win. We always play the Warriors close and it's at home. Give them a win. Knicks give them a loss. I mean a win. Uh, 76ers uh, win. Cavs win. So yeah, it's around it's around that. I get them right. I, I actually going through it, I have them at 10 and 9. I just said ten to nine out of my butt. I I really didn't have I I didn't have any no, base. Well, now on you that, have concrete. I, I have concrete evidence that what they're going to be ten to nine. Said, uh, oh, he said they'd be five hundred by the twenty second. That's not going to happen. That could happen, I guess. Of of what? This month. I mean, they're only. I can't remember when he said. I can't remember when he said that though. That's all right. I think they're going to go. I think they'll go 13 and six. I'm a little more optimistic. I think they'll go 13 and six and be 19 and 13 by Christmas. What do you think uh, they will be in the standings? I think seven or uh, like seven or eight. I think I that's think, a, yeah, I think they'll definitely be below five. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be the six. I think, I think you're going to start to see like the Cavs are going to start dropping off a little bit. I think the wizards are going to drop off a little bit. I think the Hornets are going to drop a slight, like one spot. I think the Knicks are going to kind of stay. I think the 76ers are going to kind of drop a spot. Bulls, it's hard to say. The Bulls are playing great, but I think they'll eventually drop. I, I just see the Celtics are move up a couple spots with the Bucks. We just and... need our two best players to be healthy at the same time, and we'll be good to go. Yeah. God knows as soon as Jalen Brown comes back, something's going to happen to Tatum. Mark my words. <laughs> They'll just rest him for two weeks. Something is going to happen where Tatum's going to be like, oh, my elbow hurts. I'm like, great. He's gone for a week. And then Jalen is just going to keep going back and forth. Move on. Well, please move on. Let's yeah. just move on. Please yeah, let's move, move on. on from that. Um, do you get anything for I mean, you said the revs are off for two weeks. Revs are off for a while, man. Revs are off for a while. It kind of worries me that they're going to be off for so long, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll keep, them, gonna... we'll keep them in mind. I mean, I already said they got in... some scrimmages. They are going to do scrimmages. They are going to do scrimmages. They Their coach was on uh, 98.5. He said, we're definitely going to be keeping busy so that we're not too cold. Um, they play the winner of NYFC and um, NYCFC, and they play the winner of that in Nashville. So we'll see what happens. But um, So Revs are just resting up right now. The UMass Lowell is at, at the top. They're 15 in yeah. the country now. They're humming. Their goalies are great. It's goaltender university. They're good to go. They're a good physical team. I've always said they need to play physical because they're not going to out-talent the rest of, like, the BCs and BUs of the world. So, UMass Lowell's in a good spot. Revs are in a good spot. I'm happy. All right. I think that's a positive note to move on to our last segment of the night, the People's Topic. It's the People's Topic, baby! People's Topic. 
All right. So for people's topic, you can write them on our Instagram and Twitter page at Big Red Zone. Uh, give us a follow. And uh, you can also find us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, this week, we got a few. Let's go to Ben Rappaport. I wrote, I didn't see this before. He wrote Erod to the Tigers. I wish he gave a little bit more into that, but you know, we, we kind of gave our thoughts on that. We gave our know. thoughts on that. I'm glad he got paid. He definitely deserves to get paid. Definitely deserves to get serviceable paid. pitcher. But again, I just don't, I don't see him as a rotation changing guy. Uh, Mrs. Big Red, of course, says me. What do we think about Mrs. Big Red? She just got back from a little uh, wedding trip. I saw that. Uh, nice. Didn't get little, the invite to that one. Little getaway. Uh, no, I had I had to work, so oh, okay. I missed that one. Okay. Uh, but yeah, she just got back from her little getaway, and you know, safe travels, all that. You already, uh, you already thinking Christmas gifts for the misses? Oh man, I can't say. It. Well, I guess. She, well, no, yeah, probably, don't give it away, Jesus Christ. But uh, she probably won't listen. Are, um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, if you had listened to, uh, you know, the 18th episode, you would have heard what I was going to get you. So the 18th me, like you could tell her that. Oh yeah. That's like, true. Oh, well, if you had listened on the November 18th episode, you would have known what your present was. So yeah. Well, too, too late. Already kicking it around. Huh? You're already kicking ideas around. I don't really know. I don't, I usually look on uh black Friday. That's usually when I get a bunch of my, uh, uh there we go. Deals. Classic candles. Usually get her candles. Candles, candles. Classic candles. Classic candles. Usually get her uh, some fuzzy socks. That's usually, you know. Oh, we got go-tos. Right, we know the game by now. Uh, usually some Reese trees. Big fan of Reese trees. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And then usually I got to find something else. There's usually a couple uh, other things that I got to find. Right, some big ticket items. Fellas, if you're looking to... Fellas. If you're looking to get something for the missus, I'll tell you the way to a woman's heart in Christmas time, Candles, mm-hmm. Reese's trees. Okay. And what was the other thing? There was one more thing. Man. Candles, Reese's socks. trees. I usually get jewelry, fuzzy socks. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now that you'll you'll be fine. Reese's trees. <laughs> you'll are be huge. good to go. You'll be good. Some advice from Big Red himself. Okay. He's done. This is my first rodeo. Uh, you can hook up the misses with your uh, with that idea too. Day football. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, people on Instagram, this comes from Luke underscore oh, geez, uh, Cad here. Oh, I used to work with him at Title. All right, all right. Hey, we got a friend of Danny Football writing in. He says, Did I say that right, Cadia? It's been a while. Kinda I don't know. What, I don't even know how to even know how to pronounce it anymore. I know who he is though. Me, he uh, he inspires me to get more cool sneakers because he always has cool sneakers. All right. Well, the sneaker man himself says Mac Jones could be the next Tom Brady. Yes, we said he looks like a mini Tom Brady. He's. I, I mean, agree. He's well on his way. This is a pretty good offensive showing from him today, especially this week. We say it every week. If he can keep it up. He should be rookie of the year. He's well on his way right now. Get a rookie of the year. Have a good postseason run. I'm not saying he has to win the Super Bowl, but, you know, a good postseason run. Build that resume year one. And then what's the theme? Second year quarterbacks win the MVP. Mac Jones, MVP next year. There oh, we go. Put it in. Put it in writing. Put it, put write it in Sharpie. Sharpie. Write it in Sharpie. Um you know, it's kind of like, I'm very happy that we have Mac Jones and I'm very excited for what the franchise looks like. Cause this could be our quarterback for the next 20 years again, but there's that little bit of me that's a little disappointed that we have Mac Jones because that completely eliminates the possibility of Tom Brady coming back. Like if we had, when we had Cam Newton, there was, or Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer, there was always that small outside chance. It wasn't going to happen. But you could always say, like, you know, we heard it this week. Uh, Bruce Arians called out Tom Brady and said all those all those um, picks were on him. It's his fault. He he's, wasn't playing well. There's always that chance that, you know, Tom could have come back and, you know, finished his career in New England. Now there's zero chance. I'm going to be the one happened. to say it. I'd rather have Mac Jones right now than Tom Brady. I'll be the one to say oh, it. Oh, I, I, 100% because we would have 20 years of Mac Jones. Like, that. I, I, I don't get me wrong. I don't want to say get rid of Mac Jones to bring in Tom Brady. I'm just saying, like, 
before I knew we had that, what we had a Mac Jones is always that like, man, I wish he'd come back. It's oh, like, the, I mean, I'll be the first one to admit I was wrong. I roasted Mac Jones before we drafted him, but I yeah. I'm very glad to be wrong. This kid is yeah. easily, he's a stud. He's the future. He's easily the yeah. future. Will he be, you know, six time Super Bowl winner? Who, I mean, who knows, but I think he has it in him to at least carry this franchise for the next, like you said, 10, 15, however long he wants to be here. He's going to win his, he's going to wear his fair share of games. I think he's going to get a couple Super Bowls under his belt as long as Bill Belichick or someone of that ilk is showing him the way. And as long as we keep talent around him. Yeah, I think he'll get at least a Super Bowl. I'm not saying he's going to win seven or six Super Bowls, but he'll definitely get one in him. I think he has the talent to do that. Uh, but, this one comes from. Oh, sorry. No, to sorry, Luke's point. To Luke's point, we're keeping the conveyor belt moving. Like this is this is Tom Brady 2.0. We're good to go. Exactly. Uh, this one comes from Joseph underscore Sally. He got it in late last week. That's why we were very surprised we didn't have him. He got it in right after the show, so we got it coming in. Uh, did my phone just die? Oh, that's poetic justice right there. Right when I'm about to read it, my phone, I think, just died. What the heck just happened? Gosh darn it. Do you have it on your phone? This isn't meant to be. Uh, let me see if I can get it. Hold on. It's just, my phone's turning off. I got it. What the heck just happened? I got it. I got it. I got it. It's a long one. Just Celia. Oh, my God. All right. <clears throat> Marcus Smart's performance on Saturday. So this is, I'm assuming, in reference to the Mavericks. Debacle, yeah, was yeah. just the perfect example of why I want him out of town. His shooting numbers are abysmal this year. His defense has totally slipped. He loses more games than he wins you at this point in his career by shooting the ball way too much in the fourth quarter and making boneheaded plays. He throws his teammates under the bus. He's been known as a complete hothead in the past and causing locker room issues. Remember the cherry throwing incident? How about him going after a ref after a game last year near the locker room ready to fight him? He's never going to change as a player. This is what happens when a city thinks a player is a lot better than he actually is, and it goes to the player's head. We should have never re-signed him, and he should be the first guy out the door at the trade deadline because Joseph Celia has seen enough. Damn. Wow, Joseph Celia laying the... Dude, he, uh, he, he... Bringing the thunder on this one. He... Dug the grave and threw the body in too. He's doing he all just, the work right now. He he did just body Marcus Smart. Um, yeah. Jeez. I mean, we talked about it last week. I we had a big Marcus Smart discussion last week. Go listen to it on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but that that's a problem. Marcus Smart is your leader, and he shouldn't be the leader. No, no offense to him. I think it should be your best player. I think it should be a guy that's scoring you 30 points a game and making huge impacts on your team. Marcus Myers may not making that. I think just to see this point, I think the city does over, not over hype Marcus smart, but over value, I think is the, the uh, better, better term uh, because he is, he's, he's kind of like what Boston is. He's a gritty dude. He, you know, lays it all in the line. And, you know, I think people can relate to that. And, you know, should he be, tra- I mean, I like the resigning because that gave you value to trade him. I said, when we resigned him, I don't think Marcus, it doesn't mean Marcus Martin's here to stay. I think they signed him to trade him, uh, p- potentially trade him. And if you notice, they tr- signed him early enough where he can be traded at the deadline before the deadline. If they signed him at the normal time, because you have to wait like three months to- after signing a player to trade him, they signed him early enough, which is uncommon where he could be traded at the deadline this year. So, you know, take that for what you will. I'm not saying that they're definitely going to trade Marcus smart, but I think it's definitely going to be on the table. If you can bring in like a impact player this year, um, that's going to help you. And maybe, maybe not necessarily uh, and like an Evan Fournier type deal where you can lose him next year but someone that's got some years on his contract and, you know, maybe brings you some scoring out the bench, brings you some veteran leadership. You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily against that. He's definitely not doing himself any favors. I mean, no, I, I he's not doing himself any favors. I do worry if he's just going to continue down, down this path of 
just making things worse on himself. It's yeah. one, th- like I, I said it last week, if you're going to call out your teammates, that's great. But you also can't be making mistakes to the effect of losing the team a whole game. You can't do it. So right. if he wants to speak up, he can speak up, but he needs to play a plus basketball. If he does anything less than right. that, you're being a hypocrite. And if he wants to keep digging himself a grave, he can keep calling players out and not performing. If he wants to start performing, please do. But right now you're not doing it for me, man. hundred percent, hundred percent. So I think that does it for people's topic. Remember you can write in on our Instagram and Twitter page at big red zone. Give us a follow. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Hit the subscribe on the YouTube channel and hit the like button on this video as well as other other videos. You can also find us on TikTok at Big Red Zone and tell a friend. My thanks to Danny Football, as always. Uh, have a great week, everyone.